Hello everyone, just a quick message from me on the top of this episode before we get started. Two important messages. First off, and most importantly, uh, this episode contains reference to uh, sexual assault and violence. So it's really important I say that on the top, um, so you skip the episode if you don't want it. Uh, that's the first one and the most important one. The second one is just that the release schedule is going to be a bit erratic for a little while. Things are very, very busy for all four of us, but there will be episodes coming. So if you do listen and you do actually want to hear the episodes then thank you very much for listening and you will be getting some. They'll just be a bit uh, weird with the release schedule. And with that said, time to start the episode. Enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to a very special Quinton Quarantino mini-sode. If you're hearing this, we didn't have time to record anything bigger this month, so we have released this one from the pod prison. With me today are the whole crew, Finn. Hello. <laughs> He's a ghost. Fraser. I'm trapped in the pod Hello. prison. It's like it's like General Zod. <laughs> okay, you're going back into the Phantom Zone, are you? Yes. And Jack, who's escaped from the Phantom Zone. Once more under the breach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this the thing is. You're correct, because you guys don't know what I have planned, except for two of you who did actually hear when I blurted it out. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, because at the end of the episode, you have to guess which two of us know what's going on. <laughs> and you win a prize. No, um, ostensibly, they have no idea what's going on. Um, but this is a, a special episode where these guys can win actual prizes I will give to them. Because today, we return to the world of one of the greatest performers, nay, greatest men to have ever lived. He was featured on episode two of Fake From Film. He's the most actor of all of the actors. It is, of course, Eric Roberts. Uh, Jack, you didn't remember him. He's the talking cat guy. He's that one with the alien, like, shit, invisible truck movie. (laughs) Do you remember this guy? Um, Forcibly deleted from my memory. Yeah. He's the most prolific actor of all time, if people don't remember. He has over 609 credits, according to a little website I've seen called Wikipedia. Yeah, just I'm going to give you that number in standard units, guys, 609. Just going to put it in perspective. So 609 is double the combined ages of all of the main cast from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, plus five more Cole Sprouses, or five more Dylan Sprouses, you can choose. Uh, that's standard, sort of standard yeah, units there. Yeah, well, it's in the biz, you know, in show business. Yeah, it's what it's what the Disney... Well, it's Disney are trying to enforce these standard units, I think. Um, you know, Quinton's, like, talking about things. He's like, oh, can you move that camera... We got it, you know, a Dylan, a Dylan away, a Dylan away, a Dylan away. The guy's like, "What?" And he's like, "Okay, a coal away." Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. The less successful one. Um, there's other. There's another way of looking at it as well. Six hundred nine is also equal to the number of commandments in Judaism minus four. Um, so, providing <laughs> that every commandment is like make a movie, Eric Roberts yeah. is set for afterlife. He's he's done. He doesn't do anything else. He's he's cool. He goes to the Jewish afterlife. It's very frugal. And even then, <laughs> is it is it you know, I don't, are the commandments like a, you have to tick them all off, lit, you know. It's, so we felt, yeah, I don't 613 do. Mitzvot doesn't really have the same ring to it as the Ten Commandments. The uh, well, Ten Commandments are also part of Judaism, Jack. They're both in there. <laughs> yeah, but, but in terms of how you present it, it doesn't have the same ring, does it? I'm just very impressed that you knew it was, they were called Mitzvot, to be honest. Do you have such little faith in my knowledge of your of your religion? No, of well, it's, it's it's how little I know, and therefore anyone <laughs> else would know anything. Um, anyway, this guy Eric Roberts, he starred in such gems as, as Doctor Who the movie, uh, The Human Centipede Three: Final <laughs> Sequence, and The Steam Experiment, um, in which an aged Val Kilmer. I watched someone oh. doing a watch along review of Human Centipede Three. It was hilarious. 
I really want to watch the Steam experiment. I don't don't watch the first two. They're absolutely hideous. Watch the third one. You won't be able to stop laughing long enough to realise how horrific it is. I did hear that the second one is like legitimately vomiting, like worse than the first one. Like it's just disgusting. If I recall, the second one had to be done in black and white because otherwise they wouldn't let them make it. Wow. Um, so what? I would say a bit harsh and dotty the movie, to be honest, putting it on the same rank as that. the Human Centipede 3 and the Steam Experiment, but not as harsh as you would think. Uh, the, uh, let me let me let's cover the Steam Experiment again though briefly, just because it was so. It was so great. Oh, it's, it's where an beautiful. aged Val Kilmer demonstrates the perils of global warming by Turkish baths and nail guns. Now, let's attend that because <laughs> I did some more uh, research in heavy quotes, guys. And I can actually explain the plot a bit more than I did before because I've discovered some things. For new listeners who and Jack, who's clearly scrubbed his brain clean of this horror, <laughs> in this movie, The Steam Experiment, Val Kilmer is this deranged environmentalist who locks six people, including Eric Roberts, in a steam room in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to empirically demonstrate the risks of global warming. Now, when we talked about this, guys, we all assumed, right, that what he was saying was sort of hot bad, <laughs> hot make people die, we must stop hot, right? And I think I actually agree with that. I agree with that that scientific assessment. When reduced to that level, you know, what's, what's not to love? But the thing is, that's not what he's saying, it turns out. Because what he's actually okay. saying, right, guys, is that increased temperatures will make people so irritable and aggressive, humanity would simply turn in on itself and people would just start killing each other and collapse civilization. That is the thesis of the steam experiment. So <clears throat> it, the, the, the fact that the steam room is, you know, kind of a pressurized, hot, hot sort of fixed system is coincidental yeah. to the, the climate analogy. No, no. Well, no, it is deliberate, the climate actually. He's trying to stop climate change. But the reason he thinks climate change is bad isn't, you know, because of the total extinction of life on the planet yeah. or anything like that. It's just because he thinks it'll make people kill each other. Do you remember who produced this movie? I do not. Human pustule Steve Bannon. Um, uh, a man who had tried his best to enable both climate change and the collapse of well, human civilization. Well, I was going to say, so, is it a know. bit of a false flag operation where the, the film is designed to show environmentalists as, yes. correct, you know, as deranged yes. idiots? What if they just showed them super gluing their hands to London buses? It wouldn't make for such an interesting movie. Oh, I'd love to see Val Kilmer dragged along by a bus. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Now, shall we jump right in? Because this is... Yeah, we can get straight to the meat of the operation now, guys, because this is going to be a fake from film, so you know the score, except you don't. Uh, yeah, as normal, I'm going to give you five synopses for movies and one is fake, and you're going to have to guess which, okay. and you're going to get a point for that. But there is some difference. You see, we're outside the normal scoreboard. This isn't contributing to the pints points. Uh, all these movies share a hidden connection, and you have to guess that as well as what's fake. So if you guess the hidden connection, you get a point. If you guess what the fake movie is, you get a point. And at the end, there's also a round of kind of my, my quiz questions thing where you'll also get points. And also you get, if there's a joke I really like, I'll also give you a point. Uh, and <laughs> there are actual prizes up for grabs. I'll tell you what the ones are for the winner now. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you what the one is for the loser. Uh, that'll, that'll come for the end. So the winner will win. And I promise this isn't just stuff I just sort of found in my cupboard and wanted to get rid of. A copy of Monty Python and now for something completely different, which is... Controversially, my oh, favourite one. Yes. It's a very copy good. of More Flanimals, the book I know Jack liked at one point. And also, you win a deranged painting by me of anything. What? I will do oh, you. My, okay. my my God. Commission. We get an art commission. You get an art commission oh, from me of one of my bad paintings. You don't want to risk you don't want to trust me with an art commission, David. Well, I will do this it. I'll is... do it. If you win, you can oh, this, this is dangerous. This is the greatest prize ever. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, right? 
We can force you to draw anything. Yes, we can. Paint, paint. paint. F- finish thinking about um, Jim. Jim will paint it. Uh, ideas. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you don't want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I will do anything, Jack. The worst, most depraved. Although it is really bad, you do have to say. I'm not looking it up. You will have to send me the file. <laughs> anyway, I wouldn't subject you to that. Or would I? Don't I? trust you. Shall we? Shall we go into the first movie? Yes. Yeah. So, movie one. This stars Eric Roberts, as you might have expected, as a guy called Dr. Albert Beck. Brianna Joy Comer is Sophie Green, uh, and Deborah Zoe, two first names, is Sophie's mother, Adrian Green. We open on a car crash involving Sophie Green and her boyfriend, Ryan. Oh, remember, you guys can jump in with questions or whatever. There's we go. Is this a horror movie? Uh, In many ways, yes. Uh, (laughs) Possibly not deliberately. But only for the audience. (laughs) The accident is so severe that Sophie needs heart surgery for a punctured ventricle, so it's pretty serious. Luckily uh, for her, the hospital has Dr. Albert Beck, a skilled cardiologist. And luckily for her, Beck is a psychopathic obsessive, or in Jack language, I'll translate, he's a, he's a yandere, Jack. He's a, a very much a yandere. <laughs> um, uh, now, well, that would as, require him to also love the people. That he yes, he, he does. He, oh, he's like obsessive, dear. love, love. Well, it's like obsessive in love kind I've of like. I've seen your heart, yeah. and I know that I want it. <laughs> oh my god. That's a new level. I'd never even considered that he's a cardiologist nah, obsessed. Nah, who, who's the woman heart. from Misery? Yeah, yes. Uh, the, woman, yes. The, the, the old the lady from Misery is, is, the, is the most famous cinematic yandere. Yes. Because that is an absolute <laughs> spot on depiction of it. Anyway, as Sophie recovers, Beck begins to make unwanted advances, including inviting her out for sushi. Now, everyone knows I love sushi. Everyone knows I love Eric Roberts. These, these two together... Big no. Mm, you don't have to go in. Never, never eat a raw Eric Roberts, right, guys? You'll get horrible intestinal diseases. Sophie brushes off these things. Uh, she just thinks she's just being a good doctor, which is really a damning indictment of the American healthcare system when you think about it. Uh, in fact, she likes him so much, she gives him a teddy bear with a note saying, my heart truly belongs to you, uh, which is sweet. I think we can all agree, guys, uh, for a doctor who saved your life, right? Mm. Yeah, sweet. It's, mm. it's not... One thing is, though, it's it's not how heart surgery works. It's not like a finder's keepers kind of deal, uh, but whatever. Now, Beck begins stalking Sophie, following her around and breaking into her house. He steals Sophie's boyfriend's phone and he sends a fake text message to her calling her a bride of Frankenstein, which is, of course, an extremely timely reference to a film that released in uh, 1935. It's a very topical <laughs> they're going there. But, uh, you know, it was coming back in vogue as an insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the TikTok kids are saying it nowadays, aren't they? The Bride of Frankenstein no. <laughs> challenge. They, they sh- <laughs> where you have to get heart surgery. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you say that, but there have, there have been worse TikTok challenges, um, to be quite frank. Well, I mean, if you did the magnet one, then you'd need, you know... Some kind of surgery. We need heart surgery unless you really, really put that really, back somewhere. Really did it bad. <laughs> um, Inject it. <laughs> Inject it straight into my heart. Each time Beck approaches Sophie, she rejects him. This causes him to have multiple psychotic breaks, one of which involves him smashing up garbage cans in an alley while screaming, I am a doctor! Uh, this is standard Fuck. procedure for sort <laughs> Whale of. biologist. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is standard procedure for raccoon doctors. Uh, mm. But less for human ones. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about getting in the mindset. Yeah. You know. <laughs> what do you think he is a raccoon? No. Well, if you're, you know, if you're a, a raccoon veterinarian, then um, he's not. You, know, you need to understand where 
you know, where where your patient is coming from. Do you think he's a heart surgeon and raccoon veterinarian? He can be they both. They have hearts too. Um, by this point, Sophie knows what's happening. Uh, she's being stalked, so she tells her parents. Now, her mum believes her. Uh, her dad doesn't. Uh, Beck, realising that Sophie's mum is onto her, tries to poison Sophie's mum, but he fails. Eventually, Beck goes to even more extreme lengths. He kidnaps Sophie fakes her death by crashing her car and setting it on fire and leaving a body from the morgue inside for the authorities to find. Wow. Now, yeah, now the synopsis I was reading from for this guy, guys, describes this as Beck, in quotes, crossing the line. <laughs> Which is amazing, because that, that implies that unwanted advances, stalking, breaking and entering, theft, and attempted murder, yeah. they're all on the cool side of the line. <laughs> they're this fine. beyond it. This is beyond that. Like, I think this does say quite a lot about the people that wrote the synopsis. Well, I guess the people who wrote the synopsis are also the kind of people who would, you know, watch this film. Wait, I'm just checking so the synopsis, and it was written by Doctor Albert Beck. Oh, right, I see. Wait, I just got these new headphones. I'm just having a look. <laughs> Beck it says they're they're designed by Doctor Albert Albert Beck. Beck. Wait, I've got. A tattoo on my forehead which says Dr. Albert Beck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, am I? Not that I tear off my face. Um, it's like face off, except everyone wait, is there's, there's someone. There's someone at the door. <laughs> at the door. Hello? Oh, oh it's me. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Uh, Albert, Albert, Beck. Albert Beck. I've loved you from afar since, <laughs> since I diagnosed you with celiac. I, I'm here to claim your heart. And any gluten you have in your house. Anyway, uh, Ryan and Adrienne suspect something's off, so they confront Beck at his home, where he has a drugged Sophie trapped in her trunk. Uh, with the total command of emotional range that only an actor with the calibre of Eric Roberts can provide. It's just the experience. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. The more acting he does, the stronger he gets. His power level <laughs> increases. Beck manages to act grief-stricken enough to convince them he's innocent, so they leave. Sophie then sort of decides she'll play along with him to escape, so he try- starts to cut her free, but once one of her arms is untied, she tries to stab him with, like, a cutlery knife. She fails. Beck then goes crazy, right? And he, okay, threatens to cut off her tongue and all of her limbs so she can't escape him. What? Oh! That's a bit Who, of a. Oh, uh, it's it's a... the it's the opposite of if you love someone, something set them free, isn't it? <laughs> it just uh, to be fair, it does seem a little excessive. You know, it's like a like oh, a, oh, just a I'll let I'll let I'll untie your hands. Oh no, I'll cut your hands and your feet and your tongue off. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'll be quick. I'll cauterize the wound. Sounds like a sounds like a complete Zoidberg. <laughs> Disembowelment, lethal or non-lethal? I am a doctor, he says in, in his trash can, actually in his bin that he lives in. <laughs> Thought by my doctor, I mean, it's a yeah, really different thing. I think you made a good point here, Jack, which is that this this would be a far better story if it was in fact Zoidberg and it was somehow played for laughs <laughs> and for being sweet. When at um, the end the police get him, he just goes whoop, 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 off to off to Mexico. Um. Who who first suggested Zoidberg? Jack. Was it Jack? Yeah. Jack yeah, gets a point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like that these points have been on offer for the entire time we've been recording the podcast, but... Do you know what? Think and have one as well, then. Fine. Fraser's yeah, yeah. get one. It's anyway, <laughs> a minus one point for Fraser. <laughs> How dare you not know reference Zoidberg, Fraser? <laughs> 
It's been a while since I've seen fucking Futurama with the whole Zoid well, Minus another point! Finn and Jack get more points. <laughs> Let's continue with the film. So luckily, though, Sophie actually loves herself enough to follow the If You Love Something Set It Free proverb. She loves herself enough. And so she escapes the restraints while he's out of the room. She smashes Beck in the head with a lamp and then a golf Ooh. club, which I can Ooh. only imagine is the most unbelievably satisfying thing to watch. And then she good. makes her escape in a car, in his car. Now, knowing the American justice system, let's consider this for a second. She's going away for car theft. He's going to get like the sort of Medal of Freedom for services to rope and medicine. Now, Sophie shows up at her own funeral, delighting her friends and family, and presumably giving a pension at a coronary. But don't worry, I think we know just the cardiologist to help with that. Ooh, 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 we should send the police to, to collect him, to help, I know. Um, sadly for the pensioner with the ending heart, uh, when the police arrive at this expert cardiologist's house, not sure if you've heard of him, his name is Dr. Albert Beck, um, he's already moved on to a pre credit scene in Mexico where he teases a possible sequel, Cut to Black. Wow. That is it. What? That's the that trip. is it. What? That's the trip. Let's, Weird let's doctor go. gets away. Let's go Let's go straight on to the next one, I think. We better just jump right on, unless you have any questions. Do you have any questions? Several. Let's move on anyway. <laughs> okay, the second movie stars Eric Roberts as Dr. Albert Beck. Uh, <laughs> but Claire we know the Black connection Roman. now. <laughs> well, he said, well, you'll see, you've not, if you want to get make your sink, you only get one guess for the connection, Fraser. If you want to make your guess before we get to the end of them, you can. Are you going to put that down, Fraser? No. No, okay. Claire Blackwelder as Amy Watkins. Hilary Greer as Linda Watkins. Okay, so the summary of this film. Dr. Albert Beck is on the run from the FBI. <laughs> no shit. Oh my god. It is a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> it is a, it's a sequel. The question I is, did I... what the connection did, could be. The question yeah, is, what did, the I, connection did I write... The question is, did Are I we going to get to the third film when you start with Dr. Albert Beck? <laughs> yeah. Jack, stop, skip. Have you got my notes in front of you? Um, listen, let's, let's just, maybe. Anyway, so Dr. Albert Beck is on the run from the FBI. He's hiding in Mexico, an isolated country extremely far from America, if my sort of you in geography is anything to be, to be believed. Um, I, <laughs> I genuinely, that is actually the one, one of the one things I'm really, really, really shit at is geography. My geography is abysmal. How do you get a U in geography? I didn't get a U in geography, but I I'm gonna say, I well. swear you did not get a U in geography. No, I got the high I got the highest in the year and last year I did it. But uh, There you go. But I'm really bad I, uh, at it. I am terrible at where countries I thought the Lake District was in the South. Wait, how are you so bad at like labeling countries and shit, dude? I don't. I, I'm really good at where the states are in the US, and that's the only bit I can do. I didn't that's even the only Mexico, thing, just labeling I the had states. to look. I had to Google that Mexico was close to America, despite knowing there's a state called New Mexico. Um, <laughs> anyway, now, although he's keeping a low profile, he spots a teenage girl drowning and goes into the sea to save her. A true hero whose past crimes, whatever they may be, should surely be forgotten because he's clearly grown as a person. I think we can all agree, can't we, guys? That uh... seems fair. Uh... Yeah, that seems fair. I think, I think running away from the police once is enough to really change your outlook. You know. <laughs> I think, in fact, that's, that's a great the tr- that's the punishment. Yeah, exactly. for being caught and put in prison. It's r- the running because running is exercise, and exercise is hard. Yeah, <laughs> um, escaping now, the law is punishment enough. Yeah, so he learns that her name is Amy Watkins. She's eighteen years old. She's from the US, but is on holiday in Mexico. Oh, also uh, that they're meant to be together, and she just doesn't know it yet, and he just needs to follow her back to America against all sense and logic to make it happen. Maybe we spoke too soon about the forget past crimes 
great as a person. Well, I just don't understand how he's got this far in his career. Damning indictment of the American medical system, Finn. Mm, and also just, just like... society in general. Okay, arriving in the US, Beck discovers that Amy has a boyfriend, Garth, which is a stupid name, uh, throwing a spanner into his parade. I think that's the right expression. Garth finds Beck creepy, probably because Garth has eyes, ears, brain. But Amy, for some reason I can't understand, I guess he did save her life, but still, likes him. And she decides to, okay, <laughs> set him up with her mum, Linda. Mum, this guy saved me from drowning. <laughs> Why don't you fuck him? I just feel like that is that is you know the, the way to the way to a mother's heart is to you know just save someone's life. That's, it's just yeah. simple. Not even it, not even a relative, just anyone's. Yeah, anyone's up. And they can yeah. have any mother. That's how it works. <laughs> it's the law. Yeah, Mills mothers. I'd like to say. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, she's not so keen initially because she's reeling from the death of her first husband. Uh, but after a date or two, she does begin to fall for Beck. But his stalking intensifies on Amy and she becomes suspicious and starts to reject him. He then goes crazy, threatening her and Linda, but ultimately he gets caught by the police. But you see, and you'd think that's the end of the film. He's finally been caught, but no, no, no. You see, in jail, he sees a female warden choking on a chocolate bar and manages to save her life. Um, which is again another person he wow. saves um, this does indicate by the way that his understanding of the Hippocratic Oath is very selective considering what he was doing in the previous movie you know as a cardiologist it would probably be more up his street if he sort of st- she'd been stabbed in the heart with a chocolate shank and then the prisoners could melt and eat making it a perfect crime that's also there is a guy on YouTube who makes knives out of uh, dumb materials and he made a functioning knife out of chocolate so Oh, good, because this is, this is actually really good for my book that I've written, um, Dead and Cab Breed. Uh, it's coming to Borders <laughs> exclusively in 2069. Uh, you guys you guys like Dead, Dead and Cab Breed? I, I think that is, that is a book. Uh, that sounds like yeah, fun. Release it around, around Easter. Dead, Dead, and Cab, Dead and Cab Breed, colon, an Easter story. <laughs> anyway, he then breaks the fourth wall and looks to camera, uh, which makes us assume Eric Roberts has just made an ally in this sort of prison warden, and that this won't be the last that we'll hear from Doctor Albert Beck. That's good to know. I'm glad that uh... I'm glad that you know, he's still chugging on. Any questions? Why have I not heard of any of these films? I don't really know. Same. These sound like such a fucking fun time. I mean, imagine if it turned out I'd faked all of them. I haven't, but imagine if it did. <laughs> You're not happy. The silence isn't happy, silence. Uh, but I haven't. <laughs> no questions, seriously, no interrogation of the plot. So you guys aren't like... <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for... for you to start the next one again with Dr. Albert Begg. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the next one does star Eric Roberts as Dr. Albert Beck. That is true. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's pure coincidence this time. Yeah. For this sake. one, yeah. It also uh, stars Are these Anim- in the right order, by the way? That's an important question, I guess. Well, let me let me start the film and you'll find out. Um, this stars Anna Marie Dobbins as well. I love the name Dobbins as Melissa. Uh, Brianna Joy Coma returns as Sophie Green. And Deborah Zoe returns as Adrian Green. So these are the mum and the daughter from the first movie. Now, this movie begins with Dr. Albert Beck on trial for the previous two movie synapses and also Crimes Against Cinema. 
So, yes, yes, these are in order. Sophie is testifying about all the awful things he did, but it's all for naught. Beck, 2017 Sexiest Man Alive, is voted for by Hebristophilia Quarterly magazine, manages to seduce a juror and swing the trial, despite the fact he definitely did it. Like, he definitely did it. We know he did it. We know he did it. Yeah. Despite this extremely high-profile court case, you know, this is a guy who was being tracked by the FBI. <laughs> Beck is really easily able to land a teaching job at Arizona Medical School. Mm. It's kind of like letting the guy who shot Cecil the Lion run a zoo. I feel like, you know, this is really what this is. is right. a scathing indictment of the American education system. Oh, really? You think so? Yes. Yes. Oh, God, I'm, I'm such a clever writer. No, sorry, the person that wrote this movie is such a clever writer. I think it's also, I was about to make a joke about Harambe as well, which is definitely a damning indictment of me. Making a Harambe <laughs> joke in 2021. I was going to say, do we know where he was when Harambe was shot? The guy that shot Saturn Online. Uh, but God, I've just had the really self-realisation that Harambe was killed in my first year of university and I have a job now. Oh. Fuck. I miss him so much. Every day. Every day. I have a tattoo, full back tattoo of Harambe. Truly when it all started to go wrong. It was. I think COVID COVID was in Harambe and when he was shot, it escaped. (laughs) Just burst. That was where all the votes for Trump were as well. They were in Harambe. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, we tried to stuff the uh, voting boxes, but we, we accidentally slipped and instead put them all up inside a gorilla. Yeah, it's he's a bit of a Pandora's <laughs> box of just all the the world's ills. A lot of celebrity death certificates as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, you won't be president of America. Clinton's but... email circle is inside our rampage. <laughs> 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 oh God, poor Harambe. No wonder it was really a mercy killing. <laughs> what kind of life is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no life at all, Finn. They, 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 that's why they had to kill him as well, as they knew that he'd seen so much of the horrible parts of humanity <laughs> that, that he, he was definitely going to fucking kill the kid. He was definitely... <laughs> he was the one on the grassy knoll. It was Harambe. He <laughs> 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 just, instead of like a second shot, he just hit like a gorilla chest bump. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> just some, it's like God. We thought he was shot, but when we rewatched the Sapuda film, it's just a gorilla smashing J- JFK. <laughs> I, thought, I the... thought it was the comedian on the grassy knoll. I haven't seen Watchmen. Um, are you know the bit uh, like yes. in Avengers where he slams he slams Loki back into that? It's like that, but Harambe and JFK. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Lee Harvey. Oswald I don't know, but he noticed. Poor Harambe. I love gorillas. They're so cool. Do you think that Coco the gorilla was involved? Because she they taught her to speak. Or not speak, sign. Did they teach think... her to kill. <laughs> think that's a point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the idea of Coco the gorilla as a trained assassin. But she can't speak. She can only sign. She like signs like quit, like sort of. Like cool catchphrases after yeah. snaps somebody's I'm neck. thinking she's mostly doing you know that thing again for Avengers Endgame where Don Cheadle's like, Can't we just kill uh, Baby Thanos? He does that thing where he like mimes wrapping Baby Thanos' like neck. Yeah, yeah, the umbilical cord around the neck. <laughs> she's just constantly doing that. Coco the gorilla the assassin. 
That was like the best scene Don Cheadle has. <laughs> it was a really good. It's really good. It's, I'll tell you, everything he has done in all the Marvel films is better than Space Jam Two. So he can take credit for that. Remember, he, he plays a sentient algorithm called Algae Rhythm in that. Oh wow! I wish that was a joke, and I wish that was a fake film. Have, why have not. you seen Space Jam real. Two? I've not seen Space Jam 2, but I've spoken about it at length to many people. Anyway, um, so, Beck develops a crush on new student Melissa, which, and guys, I, I'm not sure if you could uh, imagine this might happen. In a shocking turn of events, it actually quickly becomes an obsession. What, uh, Beck? Yeah, Obsessed. I know. I don't like the way they redesigned the character. <laughs> you don't like the <laughs> stalky Beck? You prefer Yeah, I think uh, Beck platonic... should just be... The, the heart surgeon back. I like platonic back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So as things start to spiral again, Sophie enrolls in the medical school. Um. Who knew it was that easy to just enroll in medical school? <laughs> uh. Damning indictment of the American. Uh. To, anyway, uh, she, her goal is to expose Beck and take revenge. Now the situation escalates until Sophie, now assisted by Melissa, sets up Beck for a murder by, huh. Placing a corpse from the morgue in her car. So just to confirm, both mm, our protagonist and our yeah, our protagonist and our antagonist have now stolen corpses from a hospital morgue to fake wow. a car death. Uh, the police are called, but once more, Beck is able to escape justice, presumably but fleeing back to Mexico to begin the Kafka-esque cycle once more. I don't know what Kafka-esque means, but I think it works. I think it does too. But I think also you're slightly... Did you say Kafka? Yeah. Kafka? I think it's Kafka. Oh. I love a delicious <laughs> Kafka lamb Kafka. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> right. Do you have any questions or shall I move straight on to them before? Uh, I mean... I, I, so the body works. The body thing works. The body works. The body works. So the, now, I don't know if they burn the it again. the police are after him again being like, oh shit, we were wrong. Oh, I don't know who yet. they thinks he killed because, you know, presumably Melissa and Sophie aren't now in hiding. Presumably not faked it as one of them again and then been like, now you just must hide for the rest of your life. But luckily we might get him, so it's all good. Right. Let's let's go on to number four. Keep this train moving. Can you guess who the title star of number four is, guys? Oh, let me guess. Eric Roberts as the titular character of Beck. <laughs> what, as Beck the country music singer? Yes. <laughs> Stephen yes. Beck, my aerospace lecturer. <laughs> it's actually, yes, yeah, Eric Roberts as Dr. Stephen Beck. No, it's Eric Roberts as Dr. Albert Beck. How could you guess? Uh, Claudia Lafoe as Kathy Grossman and Imogen Pasteur as Kathy's mother, Melanie Grossman. Let's, let's get back on, guys. Are you ready for this? Dr. Yes. Beck is dead. <laughs> I hate to I hate to break the news what? to you. I hate to break the news to you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like you get like the telegram, like your your husband like in World War One just says Dr. Beck is dead. Uh, that's how the movie opens. We see his body floating face down in a lake, which I imagine was very convenient for Eric Roberts and his holiday plans. As we see in a series of, let's be honest, poorly shot flashbacks. He accidentally drowns, you know, rather than purposefully drowned, uh, whilst trying to spy on counsellors at a summer camp in Idaho. Um, his body drifts under the pier where it's caught on a chain and then sort of pulled beneath the surface by some current thing, I don't know. So a week later, you've got Beck's body at the bottom of this lake. The camp has ended and only the counsellors are there, including our main character, Kathy. Their return home has been delayed by this massive storm and they shelter in the cabins. But as they shelter in the cabins, guys, 
a lightning bolt strikes the lake, conducting down the chain to Beck's waterlogged body. The next morning, the sky is cleared, and the councillors drive home to Wyoming, America's most rectangular state. But, as they do, a muddy hand clamps a tree. That's right, guys. Beck is returned. Oh my god. As Jason Voorhees. You were, you were, let's get, we'll get on to copyright infringement momentarily. Um, <laughs> you, were, um, you were, you were talking about, you were talking about, um, is this a horror movie? I think it's fair to say they're all horror movies, but this one is, is most certainly it's a horror It's just ripping movie. off right in the 13th. Exploring yeah. the cabins, he briefly considers using a hockey mask to disguise his rotten face <laughs> before before settling on the less copyright infringing hat and sunglasses. Wow. I like how I, uh, yes. it was a thriller and now it's a horror. It's a, it's a horror. But that's, it's good. It changes itself. It, the franchise is growing. The universe is expanding, as Disney would say. Um, Dis- uh, Disney owned these, of course. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't Disney know. Own everything. I actually don't know if these are on Disney Plus. I don't think they are. I'm gonna have to look that. Anyway, probably not. Um, anyway, having convinced himself that Kathy is his guardian angel who brought him back to life, uh, clearly deaf, not having done very much for his state of mind, he stumbles his way to a bus heading for Wyoming and gives chase as much as you can give chase when you're a reanimated corpse on a bus. So not really give chase. Sort of give slow. Just give plod. Give, pl- <laughs> give plot. <laughs> oh, oh, Finn, you're right. Ma- I've got to. I've got to. It's not yeah. even that funny. I just love plot. The word plot so much. Finn gets a point. Yes. <laughs> so arriving in Wyoming, he breaks into an abandoned apartment and secures a job in a hospital morgue using the formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. He is formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. <laughs> he is formaldehyding, I guess, right now, uh, to Ooh. keep his body preserved. Uh, he gets a point. Doesn't how does that even work? Does he just try? Does he drink the stuff? Oh, he's covering himself in it like delicious suntan oil. It's just going to evaporate. No, no, no. That's not how formaldehyde <laughs> preserves things. Well, don't t- don't take it up with me. Take it up with either the person that wrote this movie or science. Go <laughs> complain up with science. Go complain to the laws of physics. There's a lot of people right now. I'd love to say take it up with science. <laughs> take it up with science. He then spent several weeks tracking down Kathy in the way only a seasoned psychotic stalker could. Discovering that she's looking for a medical internship, he manages to swing her a position volunteering at the morgue, which in my opinion is kind of like an internship for really, really pessimistic doctors. From then on, he's always looming around her, and at one point, he licks her car while she sits inside. Now, Kathy, as they tend to, realises what's happening and confronts him. In a rage... Beck tries to tra- tries to trap her in a cold locker uh, in the morgue, but she kicks him where the sun doesn't shine and escapes. When I say when the sun doesn't shine, what I mean, of course, is in his sunglasses and escapes. So this is this is the end, the final act of the film. This is not does not sound like a very long movie. This. Well, they are they usually like seventy to eighty minutes. These things. Even then, how did they fit like, this little into seventy minutes? Padding. He follows her to her house, where she and her family have to fight him off, kind of like Home Alone meets Evil Dead. In the end, he breaks in, but is knocked into the Christmas tree by Kathy's mother. Oh yeah, by the way, guys, this is actually not a Halloween movie, it's a Christmas movie. Oh um, my god. As he struggles to break free, he breaks some of the fairy lights, igniting the formaldehyde, burning him and the house. Is formaldehyde flammable? Yes. 
Okay. They have got that right. Fire is very flammable. Okay. Uh, the family escaped the blaze, leaving Beck to burn. And so the nightmare is finally over. Uh, except, remember, we've got one more film. But as a fireman says, well, interestingly, looking straight to camera, we didn't find a body. <laughs> maybe Beck is finally gone. Or maybe there'll be yeah, another sequel where he goes to space or escapes from hell. Only time and plagiarism lawsuits from the makers of Friday the 13th will tell. How was that, guys? You enjoyed that one? That I was like a good that one. one. That was a good I, one? That was, I mean, that's my personal favourite of the series. I Yeah, it, it's definitely... They say it peaked then, and then when they do... Um, reboot it and dr albert beck is now like a lung surgeon it's just it was just wasn't as good okay shall we go on to movie five are you guys ready yeah sure for the final one do you guys want to have a guess at the casting the, the first the first cast for this let me guess eric roberts <laughs> no he's not and that is why that is why if you had um guessed that the connection was to eric roberts was in all the movies you would have been wrong Ah, minus ah, this, one point if you guessed that. They, they, luckily, well, he, they didn't. <laughs> no one did. So this movie stars Jennifer Taylor as Claire Beauregard, Mia Tapalian as Maddie Beauregard, and Danielle Churchman as Gina West at, or Lucy Underhill. Uh, this one probably has the most involved plot, so I'll just, I'll just get to it. The film starts... A series of unfortunate events... Mm-hmm. Fuck, you've got me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the film starts as it means to go on with a woman having a nightmare about her daughter being kidnapped by a strange man as opposed to like a normal man. Uh, oh, how the tables will turn very momentarily. Uh, you see, high school senior Maddie Beauregard is at a college party with her friend Gina, where she meets and falls in love with frat boy Tucker after he gives her some of the forbidden herb. You guys, you guys know the one, right? The green monster, wacky yeah. backy. The Devil's Cabbage, Satan's Moss, Beelzebub, Semi-Organic, Spinach Leaf, Mary J. Warner, Smoke Some Marijuana. <laughs> I'm a writer. From the shadows watches a woman, seething with rage. Maddie's obsessive mother, Claire, has followed her to the party. Uh, but in like a sort of creepy way, rather than like a, I have no friends, so my mum has to come to the party with me way, which I say from personal experience. Claire enters the party uh, and drags Maddie out and grounds her. But ignoring her mother's wishes, over the next few days, Maggie meets up with Tucker. Maddie. Maddie meets up with Tucker. But is constantly interrupted by Claire, who threatens to kill Tucker if she sees him again. Soon after, Maddie finds out that Tucker is cheating on her and confronts him. But ultimately, they make up, make out, and then make a shit movie. But Claire is watching. She follows Tucker home. uh, And I promise you, in a very chill, non-stabby way. On a totally unrelated note, Tucker is found dead the next morning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woe is me, Tucker, we hardly knew ye. Police question Maddie due to her fight with Tucker, as well as Gina, the friend from the party, who turns out to have a solid alibi. When the gardeners find a blood-covered pair of scissors with Maddie's fingerprints on it, the police do what the police do best and immediately tackle a child to the ground and make a circumstantial arrest. Whilst in jail... Maddie hires an alcoholic PI, and is there any other kind, uh, to track her mum. He spies Gina rooting through their trash and triggers the next cutscene, which is basically how it goes. So Gina, (laughs) uh, basically, her real name is Lucy, and she was the daughter of the man that was falsely accused of kidnapping Maddie, which we saw in the dream sequence, if you can remember back one minute ago. Uh, Her dad's life was destroyed. 
He killed himself in front of her, and so now she wants revenge. She set up everything. Tucker cheating, the scissors, the blood, her own fake alibi, and she also absolutely murdered that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is circumstantial. You cannot prove that. You cannot prove that, except for the fact that it says it right here in the synopsis. (laughs) Hearsay! Hearsay, you're literally stabbing stabbing a guy now. You're stabbing me! Gina holds uh, Maddie's dad at gunpoint, demanding money in both bank transfer and cash, but presumably she doesn't accept American Express. Uh, She's confronted by a presumably whiskey-sodden PI, but she manages to shoot both men and escape. So Claire arrives home to find her husband injured, and I presume the PI dead, and um, calls the police. Now, visiting Maddie in jail, together they hash things out and realise that someone else must have killed Tucker, uh, thereby unseating Batman as the world's greatest detective, Fraser will agree. (laughs) We have an expert here, and they will confirm. uh... I mean, it's your movie. (laughs) It's not, actually. It's not. What do you mean? Anyway, that's not relevant. Cut back to Gina, we see her checking that the money has arrived in her offshore bank account. Uh, very much like a conservative prime minister after a night out with the Greensill boys. She's also building a bomb. Like a conservative prime minister trying to destroy the evidence after a night out with the Greensill boys. Allegedly. Allegedly. Meanwhile, detectives are accusing Claire of shooting her husband, but because she's not someone dangerous like a child, uh, they let her go. Uh, suspicious, Claire visits her arch-enemy, legitimate grievances woman, in other words, Gina's mother, you know, the one whose life she destroyed with a false accusation. She notices a picture of Gina, makes a connection, and realises that, like, Gina is the mastermind, so now we've got a new world's greatest detective. Uh, Rushing home, she catches Gina planting a bomb, and they have a fight, but in the end, Claire, the mum, is unconscious. Gina makes a run for it before the bomb explodes. Um... Gina is seen packing, putting up makeup, and sort of casually burning a photo of herself and her dad, like a very normal sane person. Mm. And we've all done that, haven't we? It's how you get rid of photos, you know. <laughs> you burn them and make sure that the camera holds on your faces being consumed by the fire, don't you guys? Yeah, you have a really, you know, completely blank expression, like... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to you, you know. <laughs> yeah, what is... Guys, what's the most recent photo you burnt? Uh, mine, mine was of me with Harambe. <laughs> no one can know that I knew his secrets. <laughs> yeah, that was see that was Bernie evidence. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was Bernie Sanders. That's why they call him Bernie Sanders because <laughs> he burns so many photographs. <laughs> uh, because he's going to burn down the establishment. You see, this is going to be used as a. It's going to be used as an accurate source in in a future trial of Bernie Sanders. I thought you said my future trial. Oh no, that's there's lots of other stuff for that, isn't there? There won't be a trial. You guys burnt any photos recently, then? No, I burnt a map. Yeah, that counts. There's a really old one. Is that like National Treasure Book of Secrets? Yeah, I found it <laughs> no. in a book. Uh, so. <laughs> no one else can know when Declaration of Independence is. <laughs> no one can else can know the contents of the Declaration of Independence. We gotta burn it. It'd be quite funny if America found that they'd accidentally been like all the taxes had actually been going to Britain. They just hadn't. They forgot to change like the mailing. It's it's the, it's the old account number. Yeah, they got the wrong sort code. <laughs> ah, fuck! It was four zero eight nine six, not four zero eight nine seven. Fuck! Oh the, the, the bank codes would be so similar. Well, back then it was more like zero 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 <laughs> one. 
or zero 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 two. There was Damn a uh, Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Roosevelt. Ah, oh, the best reference. That's a Deep Cut Simpsons reference. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't get it, so I can't give you a point. <laughs> Can I give Jack one of my points? <laughs> you'll be, you guys will be equal if you do that, which will make things really hard for me. Oh, well, I'm gonna keep it then. <laughs> Do you know what? For Jack joke, uh, Fraser can have a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For one Jack, singular fucking point. Jack can't have one. I'm going to give it to Fraser. Okay, so Claire, it turned out, survived the explosion, probably because the effects budget didn't actually stretch to a proper explosion, so they didn't show it. So you presume there just wasn't one. Like kind of like object permanence, but with physics. It's like Schrodinger's explosion. Um, anyway, she calls the police and Gina is arrested, basically. At the end of the film, Claire lets Maddie go to a party on her own, thereby showing that she's learnt the most valuable lesson of all. Now, could one of you tell me what that lesson is? Because I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That was it. That was the Odyssey. Any questions before you decide which is fake and what the connection is? Oh. Well? Okay, I think, I think I'm alright for questions. I'm just struggling to think. It's hard to fake. know what to ask about these because they're so I'm, I'm, they're kind of all similar, but they're so horrifying. I'm so trying to figure dumb. out which one's the fake one. Yeah, and they all sound really dumb. So I can remind you, be... I can remind you that the first one was the basic the basic stalking. Um, yeah. The second one was where he rescues that girl in Mexico, and he comes back uh, and ends up dating the mum. Yeah. The third one is where he's on trial. And then he gets off the trial because how the does, American judicial how, system is shit. And then gets he works into in a school. university teaching thing and then finally gets arrested. In the fourth one, he's escaped. A zombie. And get arrested. He's died in a lake. Uh, he becomes back as a zombie. And he ambiguously gets killed in a Christmas fire. As we all will one day, I assume. It's like, very much like, it's sort of like a Viking burial combined with Christianity. Uh, <laughs> dying in a burning Christmas tree, isn't it? And then the final one is the mum is like framed for the murder, maybe, uh, of the boyfriend. And then it's actually like, then the daughter is framed and it turns out to be like the best friend. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think. Ooh. Vote with your heart. Just okay. Like how does, how does, how does, how does it all come tumbling down in the second one again? In the second one? He, yeah, how, he's on how the run from the up? FBI already. And so the FBI just catch up with him? N- uh, he's using like, I think, I assume he's using like a fake identity, but he ultimately, the mum and the girl like realise something's fucked up with this guy and they just called the police. Okay. So it's like you feel, you feel kind of bad for him, yeah. You're like... No! You're like... No! <laughs> no! You don't feel bad for him, what the fuck? <laughs> You don't feel bad for him when he's a zombie. What no, but I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he didn't specifically like kill someone or you know kidnap he someone. He didn't specifically kill anyone. The last, oh, I guess he did. Kid- yeah, okay, you've covered the kidnapping. No, but he has been following the girl around, like watching her sleep and stuff. Yeah, he's not great. No, <laughs> Doctor of the Year is. <laughs> He won he's the just, Nobel Peace Prize for medicine. We know Nobel he's a bad medicine. person, but he's just such a damn fine such, doctor. Such a great doctor. He he managed to give me a heart transplant from 20 feet away. After he died. <laughs> Zombie doctor. Okay, come on, guys. Okay. Which was the fake one? Come on. 
do we should we like write down numbers so we don't influence each other's votes? I don't know. You can if you want. Uh, do you want to message me them on Discord? Let's do that. Let's do it that way if we want a competitively viable. Yeah, and also message me message me what you think the link is. So, Phaser has guessed that the number four, the zombie one, was fake. Uh, Finn that number two was fake, and Jack that the final one was fake. I can reveal that Phaser gets a point because. Yeah. It was, in fact, the zombie one that I wrote, because of course <laughs> I did. Now, yeah, for the connection, Finn thought it was the same director. Phaser, Jack thought it was the real crimes that were inspirations for it. And Phaser thought they were based on all other movies. I was going to so, go, I was go with, 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 with either other movies or true crime. That was what I was kind of like thinking of. Well, I'm, you'd have been wrong for both, because it's Finn who's got that correct. It, they yeah. are all by the same director. Um, so, yes, these films are all directed by the same guy, uh, a man named Doug Campbell, who I can only assume is on a few watch lists. Uh, these are Lifetime movies, a label that's more famous in the US. <laughs> They're like over-the-top trashy films, soap operas on coke, basically. Uh, one disaster after another. You can see where these fit in. Uh, this is the Stalked by My franchise, uh, with Stalked by My Doctor, Stalked by My Doctor The Return, Stalked by My Doctor Patient's Revenge, Oh, then, I've, I've, I think you yes, mentioned this I might before. have mentioned these. The fake movie, Stalked by My Doctor Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> and Stalked by My Mother. Yeah, he belongs in an institute, doesn't he? <laughs> he belongs in a museum. <laughs> now, Brianna, this is a fact you'll like for him. Brianna Joy Comer, so Sophie Green in the first and the third movie, was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my God. <laughs> as an uncredited starlet. Isn't wow. that great? That um, is, that is now, good to know. <laughs> the made-for-TV movie fandom wiki for Stalked by My Mother has three comments. They're all from the same anonymous user, and they're all some garbled variant of Lucy Underhill murder Tucker Parker death blamed Maddie tell Detective Kelly about Lucy Underhill murder Tucker Parker death Lucy J a long time. <sighs> <laughs> it sounds like you extracted that with an algorithm. I, I don't know if a robot wrote it. It sounds like the kind of fashionable English crap that they write on products in Japan because it looks foreign. And, uh, <laughs> and, um... New bout Lucy Underhill murder Tucker Parker death. Pretty much, yeah. Like put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'll try. I mean, I'd wear that on a t-shirt, but you know. <laughs> there are two more stalked by my doctor actually movies. Stalked by my doctor, a sleepwalker's nightmare, and just what the doctor ordered, which I think came out in like 2019. <laughs> Eric oh Roberts God. is, of course, in those. He loves art. The plots of these are more bizarre. Reading them out loud would sort of destroy your remaining brain cells. But these ones are directed by a different guy, Jeff Hare. So the SBMCU, or the Stalked by My Cinematic Universe, is growing. Stalked by My Cinematic Universe does sound a bit like a film where an overbearing Kevin Feige tries to make Robert Downey Jr. star in another Avengers film. Shall I quickly end by saying a couple of nice things about the franchise and then we'll do the final game. If there are nice things to say. I think there are. The first thing is that people actually do quite like these movies because they're so bizarre. Eric Roberts gives these insane over-the-top performances that are really, really camp, crazy, and so they become like a cult classic, kind of. Like an actual cult, but still. Uh, and finally, the other thing is that... And I think this is something we touched on in the Inglourious Bastards episode where we talk about Zola and how he just follows Dreyfus around. It's that they actually do show these kind of unwanted advances in stalking as fucked up and psychopathic. And I read a study on this. But basically, a lot of times in these movies, you see a guy who's really, really persistent and he gets the girl, even though she said no multiple times. 
And that is, I don't think, a good message to send. And there are actual yes, psychological... Yes, a negative normalisation. Well, there's, there's this paper where basically it was like, if you watch one of these movies, you're more likely to think it's acceptable or do it, which is not good. I'll link that in the description. I think most people appreciate, for instance, if you unsubscribe from a mailing list and you keep getting emails, even if you keep clicking that link, it's quite annoying. So it should be hard that when that mailing list is like an actual person who leaves notes at your work or follows you home rather than sending you chicken McNugget discounts and adverts for dick pills, uh, Annoyed doesn't cover it. And I think the, the Onion, as so often is the case, summarised it best, guys, as romantic comedy behaviour gets real-life man arrested. <laughs> oh, shit. Fraser, are you okay? He's got... I mean, for the listeners at home, he's got an entire bagel sort of jammed in his mouth what's that call an ambulance oh shit okay jesus that was quick i could see the paramedic on fraser's webcam (laughs) nice uniform i always dress for the occasion how are you going to get him to the hospital? This is an ambulance! Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Right, well, uh, I guess bye, Fraser. See you next mm. time. Mm. He'll be fine. He does this all the time. Are you guys ready for the final bit of this? This is the real hype. Okay. I want you guys to guess which of these Doug Campbell movie titles are real or fake. Not the whole synopsis, I'm just the titles. Uh, so number one. Garage sale killer. Real or fake? Fake. Fake. Now, if you get a point, it is indeed real. Uh, the Stalker oh Club. The Stalker Club. Real. Fake. We've had enough Stalker stuff for today. Fing gets a point. Yes. Uh, how about Deadly Mile High Club? Oh my god. <laughs> real or fake? <laughs> it's oh, got real. real. I want real. to be real. Finn and Jack both get a point. It is, of course, real. Highway Shark Attack. <laughs> that's got to be Aww. that's that's you're thinking of that fake photo of the flooding with the sharks swimming down the highway. Uh, I know, real. Just to mix I've it not up. seen that photo, um, uh, but even so, Jack is correct. It's fake. Ah. Um, stepdad two, daddy's home. Real or fake? I uh, think it's a point. It is indeed. Oh, Why have I heard that title before? Or was it not directed <laughs> by him? It's not real. There's no stepdad to daddy's home. I hope not. <laughs> Unless, I think you might have been on. I think Jack, you might have been on a different website. A jazz movie, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, number six, teenage bank heist. <laughs> real, real. Or you are both getting points. Mafia versus zombies. Mafia versus zombies, real. Mafia versus That's gotta zombies. be fake. Jack gets a point. There is actually a movie called Gangster versus Zombies, but he didn't uh. do it. Number eight. Stalked by my astronaut, re entry. <laughs> <laughs> real or fake? My astronaut. Stalked by my astronaut, re entry. Like one of the later films in the Stalked by My. There's, there's many Stalked by My. Real. It's all stored by my universe. That's real. I want it to be real. I'm so sorry, but neither of you get a point. That's what I made up, but I really... I want to believe. That was the one I was going to write before I watched a video on the history of Friday the 13th movie. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. Number nine, Double Mommy. Double Double Mommy. Double Mommy. Mommy. Um, As in mommy is in the mum. Yeah. Um, Real. This sounds like an American thing. 
Uh, real. Sounds like a yeah. porn thing, but it isn't a porn thing, and it is real. It is Double Mummy. Uh, you both get a point. Number 10, Naughty Zookeeper. That oh. just sounds like a porno. I'm going to say not real. Uh, fuck it real. It's not real. Fuck it real nah. would be if it was real, um, but it's not. It's fake. Dead doctors and other scary jobs. Is that real or fake? <laughs> fake. Real. Finn gets a point. That's That one is fake. Uh, psycho swim instructor. Do you think that's a real one fake. that Doug... Real. Finn is, is destroying you, Jack. <laughs> uh, it's real. How about uh, uh, Prometheus? Do you real. Think, do you think Doug Campbell directed oh, the film Doug Prometheus? Campbell. No, Prometheus. Fake. Do you think fake, Doug Campbell yeah. directed Actually, it turns out Doug Campbell directed No, of course you both Campbell. Ridley Scott's just a puppet. I just thought it would be funny to put Prometheus on the list. Um, trapped, colon, buried alive. Trapped, colon, buried alive. The colon is a colon as a punctuation, not trapped, colon. Buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> That's like in, in, if in 27, 127 hours, instead of his arm I thought you said cracked colon. colon. Cracked colon. <laughs> crapped colon. I would like to say true. False. It is, it is real. Oh my God. <laughs> Last one. The Angels Among Us. Oh. The Angels That's... Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. Fake. I'm going to say... Fake, because I can imagine David's brain having enough filtered ideas of, I don't know, Weeping Angels and Amoogus in it that it's led to a sort of creative rot. It is, of course, fake. No angels among us. Yes. And so that means that out of you two, who are now the people going to receive points, Finn is the winner with 12 points and Jack has nine. What does that mean? Ooh. Finn, Finn you gets are an the art commission. of an art commission, a copy of More Animals and Monty Pythons and now for something completely different. Wait, do I DVD. get all of those? Yes. What? That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Jack, you win uh, as, as the punishment for losing. You win a copy of uh, The Steam Experiment on DVD. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I bought... <laughs> Um, so it says on the front the killings begin when the heat rises can we do a proper review of this can we do like a serious podcast do you want to buy a copy each of the steam experiment no no I was thinking we'd just have a watching party at some point oh together oh yeah that would be wonderful and then do like a proper review (laughs) a proper review (laughs) five stars yeah (laughs) Could not be better. We'll be those people who do it out of four stars because they're being annoying. Yeah, have you seen those people on IMDb? So they'll give like a one star review, right? And then in their review, it'll be like four out of ten. I'm like, no. What? You put one star. <laughs> there was one person who was like, I would give this movie, given it one, one out of ten. He was like, I would give this movie one out of five. And I was like, no, <laughs> one out of five and one out of ten aren't the same. Right, so thank you very much for listening to that insane episode of Quentin Quarantino. That was a real trip. Uh, goodbye from Fraser if he was here. Yes, he would say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye all. I am the victor. Goodbye. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Bye.